boosted every time. Man, this is a lot of pressure. There's three people that'll be upset if I mess up. Should we leave this part in at the beginning of it? Go ahead. Welcome. (laughs) 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 Welcome back to This is a Terrible Place to Live with David Damari and John Bauer. Yay. That was a surprisingly a lot of pressure for how low stakes this is. (laughs) So so much pressure put on to you by our three fans. Yeah, I know. Like Bobby's going to beat me up. No, but you know who is going to beat us up? Miriam? No, Zion, because she wanted to be on, like... I did text her. I told her, sorry, we're recording another one, and you're still not on <laughs> But the thing is, this is technically the April episode. Yeah. And next week is May. Yeah. Wait, hang on. Did the one that we recorded right before we saw Shazam come out in April? Yes, it came out, like, the first week of April. So we just skipped May. Right? In March. Yeah, I don't know how months work. May mm. hasn't happened yet. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, we skipped we skipped March. Yeah, so we're fine. I mean, unless you count skipping one month as not keeping to our schedule, which makes sense, but you know. All right, so I have some things that I'd wanted to talk about. Um Specifically, like, movies that I'm looking forward to coming out. Okay, exciting. Exciting. Yeah. Um, so, the biggest one, probably, and I don't know a lot about it, is The Green Knight. Are you familiar with the story of King Arthur, uh, where Sir Gawain of the Round Table uh, has this whole thing with The Green Knight? Um. Everything you just said, except for King Arthur, was foreign to me. So Okay. So, basically, there's this knight who is immortal, and his head can get chopped off. And Sir Gawain doesn't know that. So then he's like, the Green Knight's like, hey, look, I challenge you to a fight. I'll just put my head on this block, and you can chop off my head. It's cool. But if you miss, or I don't die, I get to chop off your head in a year. So then the green knight has his head chopped off, but he just like puts it back and he's like, all right, here, I'm going to kill you. What in the world? Yeah. It's a weird story. And they're making a movie out of it. Yes. But that's not why I'm interested in it. I'm interested in it because it is written and directed by David Lowry. Oh, my favorite director. (laughs) In that case, I mean, we're going to end up seeing it. Um, And there was someone that was in it that I found interesting. Hang on. Um, you know what? I think I saw that on Letterboxd. It popped up on your Letterboxd. Like, it yeah. gives me popular with friends, which is just you, so. Yeah. Wait, hang on. For some reason, I'm not signed into Letterboxd anymore. Why is this? It signed me out. I don't remember what my password was for that. Uh, for our listeners, that is an app that helps us keep track of what movies we have seen and want to see. And... I'm consulting this app because I was going to check details, but now it logged me out. It has Alicia Vikander in it. Nice. Apparently. And Dev Patel. Those weren't the people that I was. And Ralph Ineson and Barry Keegan. I don't know. No, I was thinking of a different movie then. Because there was another one that had someone interesting in it that I was like, whoa, 
weird. And I thought, huh, I'll go see that. <laughs> this isn't the one you were thinking of? Well, well, no, it is. I was thinking of a different movie that had someone interesting in it as well. Oh, okay. Interesting. This, I guess, I'm just solely interested in because of David Lowry, which is a good reason because he has never... All of his movies that I've seen are great. So, well... Pete's Dragon, I wouldn't consider <laughs> great. Hey, every great director has one of those big Hollywood movies that they're Yeah, not. it was a movie that he made so that like people are like, oh, he's worked with Disney. He's a big director now. Right, it's the kind <laughs> of, you do that so that you have a name. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad movie. I feel like the only problem with it was it was a little heavy-handed with its message of like, hey, be nice to the earth. Um, Isn't because it? the bad guys were lumberjacks. <laughs> Isn't the property based, it's based on kind of heavy handed though? I don't know. See, I saw it a lot when I was a little kid, but I was so little that I don't remember much of it other than, oh, hey, look, there's a dragon. He can turn invisible. And looking back on that, that's really funny that the dragon's power is turning invisible because they're just lazy with special effects. They're like, we don't want to have to put him in the whole time. He can turn (laughs) invisible. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I never was in any way i've never i haven't seen the movie i haven't seen the original source i have no idea john can you remind me what my username is on letterboxd because i need to daved that's it yeah okay um sorry this isn't very interesting i just need to sign back in because i was going to consult it for this episode yeah (laughs) (laughs) no actually the the green knight looks interesting um it has dev patel who is in um, the movie Lion. I don't know if you see, I haven't seen it, but it was like... Oh, I've heard of that. A lot of people were talking about it when it came out. Yeah. And then Alicia Vikander, who most recently played um, Lara Croft in uh, Tomb Raider. All right. I can't sign into my account right now. So there goes that. Um, I should have set up more before that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should mean, have I can go look prepared. at your list if you want your watch list. Oh, that's cool. Um, let me go. Let me go to your. I have a few things too. If we run out of stuff, so okay. Um, there were a lot of movies on that list that were um, A twenty four movies that are going to be coming out soon. Oh yeah, I, I looked at a whole list of A twenty four movies. Oh, I meant to to say, uh, Guava Island. That movie looks really interesting. It looks like just one giant place for Donald Glover to release music videos. Like one very long music video. With Rihanna, which is kind of weird. The whole thing is weird. (laughs) I haven't seen it, but I saw a couple clips from it. And there's a scene where he's literally just doing This Is America, like the dance. Well, to the song. I was like, what is happening? See, I have... I have interest in it solely because I think he's a really good writer just in general. I agree. I love Donald Glover. He's like one of my favorite, more recent, uh, I don't know what to call him because <laughs> he's everything. Yeah. But but I had zero interest in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I just don't care. You're not even curious about mm-hmm. like, what, see, what's this? Donald Glover d- writing and directing a movie with uh, Rihanna? I have zero interest did you watch the trailer no it had that kind of a cool style to it i was like oh this has a nice like island feel maybe i'll watch it and it'll change my mind but at the moment i was just kind of like 
Why? See, I'm not going to watch it because I don't have a service that it's streamed on, but I was interested. Wait, in what it. is it on? Uh, Amazon, I believe. Oh, okay. Then I can't watch it. Either that or Hulu. One of the two. If it's on Hulu, I can't watch it. If it's on Prime, I can. One of those ones that I don't have. I remember that specifically. <laughs> um, let's see. What else? Oh, I have been meaning to watch The Highwaymen, that one on Netflix about uh, the people who took down Bonnie and Clyde. It's got Woody Harrelson Oh, yeah, yeah, in it. yeah. Uh, I added that to my list because of you. I don't have much to say about it other than I thought, huh. <laughs> I mean, it this sounds is interesting. Yeah. I found out recently that someone I know works with someone who, who's related to Bonnie. See, like they still talk to her about her as like their aunt Bonnie. Well, that's weird that they call. Yeah. But I had this almost exact same conversation when I was in Louisiana over Easter with my great uncle. He was is commenting. He said, everyone I've ever met with the last name, not in this voice. He has a very strong Cajun accent. So I'm not going to do it because it's embarrassing to attempt. <laughs> um, he was saying, everyone I've ever met with the last name Barrow claims that they're related to Bonnie and Clyde. That like, without fail. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird, I don't know how we got to that point in the conversation. Well, apparently these people actually, like, remember her. Oh, like, they actually knew them? Yeah. Like, Not like they're... Like, they talk about her or something? in reverence, like, oh, my, our, our Aunt Bonnie, good old Aunt Bonnie, remember the time she... I, that's what I was told. Shot a man? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to see it also, because I've been getting more into Westerns recently. I think they're really good. And I didn't realize how much I liked them until... Like, I've watched a lot of really old westerns. I haven't watched any modern westerns. Ooh. Like, I think the only modern western I've seen was the remake of um, oh, what is it called? I I couldn't um, say. I I don't know. You know, it had Chris Pratt and Idris Elba and uh, oh um oh, I know what you're talking about now. It had like an, an adjective a, and a number. It has a number, yeah. Spectacular seven, seven, no. something seven. Yeah. Right? Whatever that one. <laughs> yeah. But I know what you mean, and there are a bunch of people in that, right? It was like Dave Franco or something. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of people in that one. I think he's in there. I don't. I don't remember anymore. It's been a while. It came out in 2016. Um, but no, there are a bunch of good modern westerns, like. The Old Man and the Gun, I'd say, was kind of a Western. I guess so. It was a modern Western, yeah. but not like a not like a modern Western, but like a modern Western. I don't know what the difference is between those. Not like a modern movie that is a Western, but a yeah. movie that is a modern Western. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was both. Yeah. Well, kind of. Well, that's not important. But anyway, <laughs> that was a modern Western. Um, and also Ain't Them Body Saints, also by David Lowry. I have not seen that one. It's a similar situation of modern Westernness. Um, oh, and another one that I texted you about immediately after I saw it. And I thought, this is an amazing movie, Hell or High Water. Yes, and it's on my list. It's so good. Like, I'm not a big Chris Pine fan. But in that movie, he was spectacular. 
it's and yeah, it, I can't say that I have any memories of Chris Pine roles other than Wonder Woman. He's in all those modern Star Trek movies. Oh yeah, he's just so forgettable. Yeah. Um I feel like his um most notable trait as an actor is being attractive. Yeah, probably. But he blew it out of the water in Hell or High Water. <laughs> yeah, see what I did there. <laughs> I, I just, that was an accident. I just, I just I like watching. I like watching the grin grow across <laughs> your face as you stumbled into that pun. <laughs> the grin growing was because that's when I realized I w- what I was doing. Like I didn't intend that. So, um, but no, it was really really fun. Um, I don't want to spoil it too much, but it has like an element of the kind of twists that heist movies often have where it was like, whoa, that's what they were doing. Um, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Where it like reveals that it's really about something like not, not that the movie's about something you didn't think it was, but like that. I don't know. I don't know how to explain what I'm saying, but yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. But it doesn't rely on it too much where it's like, Oh, well it was just kind of gimmicky, you know, like some movies do. Right. Um, yeah. It had a, an interesting message that is very clear as you watch the whole movie. At one point, it's stated. It does that thing that we've talked about where they'll be like, and here's the message of the movie. Oh, yeah, like Ben Stiller movies. But it did it like halfway through the movie. So it was like weird. <laughs> but like, There was just this one scene. I think the movie would have been perfect if they'd cut out that one scene. Because like... It wasn't very, it wasn't super subtle with its imagery that was like showing the theme up until that point. So like if you were paying attention, you'd catch it. Yeah, it, it wasn't <laughs> like beating around the bush trying to be like dramatic about it. It was just kind of. It's interesting because it's not something that's talked about. It's just the setup for the story. And then as they're driving around um, Texas, which is where. Well, it's like Texas, Oklahoma, that kind of area. Right. It'll show um, like imagery while they're driving. Do you mind if I like talk about the theme a little bit? Oh, no, I don't mind. You can spoil it if you want. Like it won't bother me, but we'd give a warning. Okay. So yeah, Bobby, Miriam, Zion, whoever's listening to this, if you plan on seeing Hell or High Water and you care about me spoiling the themes of it, um, be warned, I guess. but no, it's about like um, the depression that's brought about in like these small towns throughout um, rural Texas and like Oklahoma, that kind of area, by these banks that'll buy up all the property and then charge these exorbitant prices and basically do anything to put these people out of a home and own property there so they can get money for oil, things like that, right? Right. Um. So then as they're driving around, you see all these billboards that say, like, we buy houses for sale, all these things like that, as they're driving around, and they're bank robbers, the main characters. So those things, like, go hand in hand. And, like, if you're paying attention, like, oh, I see, because everyone's out of money because of the banks. Okay. So it's kind of like anti-bank, like big banks, you know, taking advantage of poor people. Right. Okay. But then at one point, 
there's this one character who he's a lawman who's tracking down the main characters of the movie. <laughs> and he's like, he's a Native American. So he's talking about how like back in the day, people would fight over this land with armies. He's like, now this land isn't being taken over by armies. It's being taken over by them. And he points at the bank. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I hate it when movies do that. That is so dumb. It's like, it was weird because the writing is really good throughout the rest of the movie. And I was like, that was weird and like cheesy. Well, it's really weird to me when a movie kind of does something that could have been a Facebook meme Mm-hmm. that your uncle posted <laughs> that it's like you know it's like it, you're watching a movie and it's like okay this is really well done and then all of a sudden just to give an example from movies i know ben stiller sits down and is like we're growing older but that's okay technology <laughs> is ruining children but it could be good and you're like hold on wait hold on yeah i, I can't stand that and it's in a lot of good movies too where i'm like just cut this scene and then the movie will be perfect it we talked about it with uh black Klansmen, where they just need to cut off all that expositional like b-roll footage at the end yeah where it's like yeah. and this is what we were talking about the whole movie if you didn't catch that if how it still applies if today you didn't understand that this movie was released this year because there's still things that happen like this here's a whole newsreel because like movie companies think people are stupid so stupid and like there are obviously stupid people out there i mean they're everywhere but we don't need to make movies for the stupid people i i really hate movies that just assume you're gonna be dumb (laughs) and like i don't have any problem with stupid people enjoying movies i am a big advocate for stupid person rights um but (laughs) i don't think they need to be targeted at them (laughs) I think it needs to be like movies that are enjoyable for everyone, but then if you're smart, then you get the message of the movie. Stupid people yeah, don't need yeah. to know the message well, of I the mean, movie. Like, I feel like a movie that does that is like mid nineties. Yeah. That's an enjoyable yeah. movie even if you're dumb because You I mean, can like, laugh at the humor of it. Just like what's the one character that has a video camera the whole time that's like an idiot? Um, eighth grade. No, 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 no. In mid nineties there's a character. That oh, wait, has oh, a video camera? Uh, I forget his name. No, no, his name is something's grade. Oh, no, you, yeah, you're right. I said eighth grade because of, of the, the movie, movie, but I don't know what grade it was. Was it sixth grade? I thought it was fourth. Fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. But yeah, <laughs> no, he walks around and he's really dumb, but he's like happy all the time, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> See, fourth grade's great, and he's stupid, but, and I want him to enjoy movies, but I don't want people to make movies for fourth grade. For fourth graders. Well, you can make movies for fourth graders, but like... Oh, please don't. Please make movies that are intelligible actually, and uh, intelligent don't. and can also be enjoyed by fourth graders. Actually, I wouldn't say that anyone should make movies for fourth graders now that I think of it, because you can make movies that come off as like they're for younger people, but then just have like good stuff in there. Like lots of animated movies, like Pixar. Well, that, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Is like Pixar movies... And an example of some very uh, bad movies because they were made for fourth graders um, would be uh, the Emoji Movie. Ugh. And uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, oh, there's a Yeti movie that I saw. Oh, um, Smallfoot. 
terrible, oh. terrible movie. You watched that? I did, yeah, because <laughs> it was it looked really stupid. So me and my sister watched it. Not fun. Any, we thoroughly disenjoyed it. Anything to to share on this matter? Uh, on Smallfoot? Yeah. Um, I didn't realize Zendaya was in it until they broke into a song. You never do. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, Spider-Man. You, you realize she's in that. Yeah, you notice that she's there and there's no song. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's keep going down this list. Um... Okay, let's keep with the theme of David Lowry. This is this podcast is, will be called David Lowry. Um, David Lowry. Yeah. Um, he produced a movie called Never Going Back. That's an A24 movie. Um, and it takes place... Uh, it's about these two girls trying to get to Galveston. That's all I know about it. Really? Yeah. Okay, uh, then. Yeah. Hang on. I'll read the, the little Synopsis. blurb. Um Waitresses Angela and Jesse dream of leaving their low-rent diner and heading down to Galveston. They soon find themselves on the streets of Dallas trying to come up with increasingly wild schemes to raise some much-needed cash. Where did they start? Dallas. Okay, they started in Dallas. And they're trying to get to Galveston. They said they were trying to get to Galveston, and then they said they find themselves on the streets of Dallas, and I was like, um, you went the fucking wrong direction. It was a... Well, I mean, depends where they started. Well, they yeah, could have I started know, but, a... <laughs> I, but we're in Houston, so when... Why do you when, assume that they're in Houston? I don't know. I just was like, oh, yeah, they're trying to get to Galveston. Who wants to go to Galveston? Um, people who live in Houston. only people who live in Houston, because well, apparently who else goes to Galveston? People from Texas. I mean, but if you're in Dallas and you're going to spend the time, money, and effort to go to the beach, would you not just go somewhere nicer? Well, I mean... They're probably not going to leave Texas because it's not worth it to drive all the way to Mississippi where the beaches start getting nicer as you go. So, But it's like cheaper to just buy a plane ticket than to like plan a road trip all the to way Galveston? to Galveston. No, it isn't. If you have like a, a car that gets decent gas mileage, you can get down to Galveston for fairly cheap. From Dallas? Yeah. That's like uh, a three-hour drive. Well, no, probably like it's it's, it's like, longer. It's like four, but yeah, I I just feel like it's not worth it if you're putting in the effort. Go all the way or not at all. All right, we're going into way too much detail on this. Um, let's see who's in this. No one I know of. No hate for Galveston, by the way. I love Galveston. It's just like if the point is beautiful beaches, you're going to the wrong place. Well. Basically, on the note of this, I'll watch anything that David Lowry has anything to do with. If he's, like, spoken with a person who's in this movie, I will watch it. Anything. Yeah. Literally anything. It's hyperbole, but, you know, you get the picture. He's so talented. I do get the picture, but the picture I'm getting is... Literally anything. Well, oh, you're saying that everything's associated with him If by that standard? By that standard, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, this person met him at a meet and greet once and they made a movie. Wait, I was, I was, do you it's not understand porno. hyperbole? 
<laughs> I, I understand. I'm just still. It's a little bit. <clears throat> what if David Lowry goes off in directions that you don't approve of? Well, that's not going to happen. Because it better not. Because he's he needs your approval. <clears throat> yeah, um, he can't pull an M Night Shyamalan. You know, I never saw Glass. I was really excited for that movie, but I never got around to it because I only heard negative things about it. Yeah, I didn't hear a single <laughs> positive review of that movie. And typically, I'll be like, ah, I want to form my own opinion on it. But like, I didn't hear anyone that liked it. I yeah, I don't know. And there were other movies that were like good that were out at that point that I was paying to see. I think recently I've realized that there are a lot of movies that people praise very highly or dislike extremely uh, viscerally uh-huh. that are just meh movies Yeah, that make it really big in Hollywood because of big name actors or marketing campaigns or whatever that are just like, have we been settling for this? I don't know. And I think Glass is one of those. I think Captain Marvel ended up being one of those. Oh, I didn't see it. Almost all superhero movies are those, though. Speaking of, we should talk about Shazam. Oh, since yeah, we saw that Shazam. Immediately after we recorded the last podcast. Which yes. was somewhat poor planning on our parts that we probably should have it, seen at first. It was just kind <laughs> of how time worked out for us, but... But take it away. Okay. <laughs> No, yeah, we saw Shazam a week early. No, two weeks early. We did shot. it. We saw. We saw Shazam. Um, <laughs> uh, because Fandango had this um, uh, promotion where you could <laughs> buy tickets early. Um, I freaking love Shazam, and I loved his New 52 comic run, so it was like, it was something I'd been excited about for a while. And I freaking love uh, Zach Levi. So. Yeah, he was great. He, there are so many good people in that movie. Like, looking back on it, really the only character that I wasn't like, yeah, was the villain. And I feel like he had an, an all right motivation. But I, like, I didn't really like the actor yeah. very much. I think it was mostly him. It was very one dimensional. But yeah, the, the writing for the villain was maybe a little bit meh. Yeah. I, overall, I would say for a superhero movie, like, wow, so good. It really, it really absolutely blew me away for a superhero movie. Uh-huh. As just a movie, it was probably, I'd say it was like, it was a decent film, mm-hmm. which is not something I normally say about superhero movies. Like, as we were watching it, there were a couple little plot holes. Oh, there's so many plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> but if you just like shut down that part of your mind watching this movie, you'll enjoy it a lot. They don't matter at all. And yeah. so like they're not like things that are going to like make you not enjoy this in any way, shape or form. Because but you might they might take you out for a few seconds because you're like, wait, wait, what? Uh I will I will air my my least favorite. So I guess spoilers for Shazam because uh well the main character Billy Batson mm-hmm. is separated from his mother. Oh, are you going to spoil this? Well, it's the main plot hole that really freaking made me mad. 
I thought you were going to talk about the part where they're like uh, in the final fight where the girl's like, there, there's one more of the seven deadly sins. And you're like, how do you know what? What? No one told you about this. You just ran into this villain and now you know his weakness. And it's like yeah. you knew this was the seven deadly sins somehow. Well, no, she doesn't even, it wasn't even seven deadly sins. She, um, uh, she correctly named something other than that. That was like very specific. And I don't even remember. What oh, I think was. it was the, the eye that like he had taken at the beginning. Yeah. It basically, she knew way more than she possibly could have about the specifics of this villain's powers. <laughs> yeah she just and she was like you need to do this the whole movie they were like like up into that point there was like a whole chase scene where they were like calling the this one specific thing a very nondescript name Mm -hmm. that was like we don't know what this is so we made up a name for it in our panic Mm -hmm. and then it just cuts to a scene where they're running and she uses the like comic book accurate name that nobody had said the entire movie and i was like hold on now you're telling me that in three seconds in a panic while they're running away from literal blasts of magic lightning she She just just came up with the name for this object yeah i wish i could remember specifically there was a little misstep by the screenwriters (laughs) what i was talking about the thing that really bothered me is the age of Billy Batson. Oh. Because. Don't go into too much detail, because I feel I, like I that's won't. a big, a I big won't. twist there. Hello, everyone. This is John from the future. Uh, we did spoil this, and it is a pretty major part. So if you haven't seen Shazam, I suggest that you skip uh, forward about two minutes and 30 seconds from the end of this clip where I snap. Oh, I won't, I won't go into too much detail. But basically, he's, he's an orphan. That's from the beginning. He's an orphan, and his mom left him in this very, very uh, beautiful and sad um, like flashback sequence. Mm. I want to call it beautiful, but teach his own. I thought it was beautiful. I thought okay. it was beautifully done. Okay, yeah, it was well, it was well done, especially with later I mean, context. It wasn't like super artistic or whatever but i thought it was i thought it was really nice i get you um but at one point someone says that his mother was 17 when she left him oh that she doesn't look at all like she could possibly be 17 no 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 (laughs) she's she's 17 when she leaves him yes but in the flashbacks he cannot be less than five years old oh so that means that she had to have been 12 years old when he was born which isn't beyond a traumatic storyline but that is absolutely ridiculous hey you don't know what happened maybe she was like Okay, we don't want to go into that. <laughs> no, I just feel like that's a lot of information to give us in a very unnecessary line. Mm. Like, they could have been like, she was 17 when she had you. But then that would have made her, like, 20... Wait, that would make 22? 
She could, and the actress who played her could have passed for much older than. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. It just did not make sense at all. I was like, first of all, she doesn't look seventeen. Second, if she was seventeen, then I don't know what your excuse is, because like. Yeah, he's like five years old in this flashback. <laughs> so you've had five years to ditch him, and you haven't. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it it acted like the kid should have been much younger in that scene. Um, they they where, treated it like she abandoned a two year old, but he acted and looked like a five year old, or even like an infant. Where like she's still like going through, like oh, trying to figure it out, and she's like, oh wait, no, we spoiled it. How? No, we didn't. No. Okay. We'll Someone, talk about this out. <laughs> I, I know what I said. We did not spoil it. Okay. Uh, sorry if we did. Uh, but I did give a spoiler warning. So. <laughs> um, but we don't have like annotations to tell them where they can skip to though. So it's I like, do put it in the show stop notes. it. I put oh, it you in the do? show notes. Yeah. Oh man. John's professional. <laughs> I've listened to like a couple episodes of this and I mostly listened to about like halfway. And then I'm like, I've heard too much of my voice. This is, oof. I left a review, though. On the the podcast? Yeah. Oh. I, <laughs> I believe I just flipped you off with an emoji. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if you'd notice. But I you never... I don't use Apple podcasts me very either. often or I, itunes or any of that i so. got on apple Podcasts specifically to flip you off <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nice that's real nice it's still not on Acast, which is what i typically listen to podcasts on i sent it to them like there's a way you can submit your podcast or whatever wow but they never did anything with it Weird. And I, I think i know why now because I tried to do Google Play Music, and they were like, oh, we've sent you an email to confirm that you own this RSS feed and can put it on. And I didn't own the email address they were using. But now I do, so uh, I can go see if I can get that on ACAST. Nice, nice. So. <clears throat> um, oh, I was going to say something else about Shazam. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I don't remember it now. I've we were talking. It. We were talking about... <laughs> Plot holes and whatnot, but yeah. we didn't really actually touch on the good part. We just said that we really liked it, and then we, and started, then we started talking started about talking plot holes. <laughs> you were like, "This movie's so good. Let's talk about all the bad things." About it. <laughs> Let's talk about all our nitpicks. <laughs> um, no, it's just so funny. Like, it nailed like all the kinds of comedy where it's like just subvert subverts expectations. Where it's yeah. like, "Well, this is what happens in these movies," and then it just like swerves yeah, yeah it does it it takes a lot of classic superhero movie moments and then kind of i would say very deliberately it's kind of like when a song purposefully doesn't rhyme a word that you're expecting it to rhyme i hate that it drives me crazy i love it well, absolutely love it i think it's i think it's good <laughs> songwriting but it it like gets and then, under my skin and I'm like, Oh, so they do that with like superhero scenes, but they make it comedic. Mm. And I really like that. Um, Oh, the other major plot hole is the bus. Oh, that's not a major plot hole. 
But it's annoying to me. It's so annoying. Okay. It is yet another nitpick. It is a nitpick, but it's it drives me crazy because basically everyone on the bus should be dead. If you watch the movie, you'll know what we mean. They should all die. They should have all been dead. Also twice. Also (laughs) he the bus should have just crashed around him. It should not have Yeah. The window shouldn't have been intact and basically it, it was would have about been to break funnier. anyway. It would have been funnier if it had been like an animal, an anvil drop in like a a, a a cartoon where like the character gets crushed or something, you know. It would have been funnier if they'd have all actually died. <laughs> they already threw logic out the window. But that'd be like a that'd be so dark if the like bus just slammed <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> And they all died. And he's like, they oh, no. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, well. They would not just, have. It would have, it would have screwed up the whole I don't like, think, flow of the movie. I don't think everyone on the bus would have died because they already didn't. And it didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, but like the, the logic that they were operating on in that scene was, oh, it didn't hit the ground. They survived. But if it hit the ground by their like rules, they're like, well, I guess they're screwed now, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although, it's I still think it would have been really funny. But did did you ever watch? Uh, this is we're done with Shazam. I've yeah, made an executive decision. Uh, yeah, there's no more to talk about. Well, I mean, there is. There's a lot more to talk about. Harugan, but uh, we can move on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did you ever watch uh, Swiss Army Man? I didn't. It's on my watch list, and I still haven't gotten around to it. So, which is pretty normal for me. <laughs> did we did we talk about it on the podcast? We did not. You mentioned it to me in person, but I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Man, that movie's weird. It's so so strange. And I, 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 I liked it, and that it was like well made, and like. That it's an artsy movie, and it's the kind of, like, hipstery stuff that I enjoy. Yeah. But, man, I don't know. Like, it's just bizarre. Um, I explained to you the premise of it, I think, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That there is a man played by, what's his name? Um, Whatever Uh, his name is. Paul Dano, who is stuck on an island. And the movie starts with him about to hang himself. And then a corpse washes up on this island. The corpse is none other than Daniel Radcliffe. Danny. Yeah. And the man, as he is being hung by his own belt, somehow manages to slip free as he sees this body there. And he rushes over to it. And he discovers that this body has um, flatulence. It's just... Which is Farting. fairly typical of dead bodies, I uh, understand. Yeah, I found that out because of that SNL sketch. Where it was like <laughs> accurate corpses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because someone was supposed to play a corpse, but they were like a method actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just saw that sketch like a week ago. Um, See, so he, he rushes over to it and he finds, oh, this body's farting. And he does what any logical person would do. 
and he straps himself to it and rides across the ocean, propelled by Daniel Radcliffe's farts. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Also, this movie has like a really weird like pro masturbation agenda that comes up later. <laughs> Wait. The, those are words I've never heard in this sentence before. Pro masturbation agenda. Yeah, okay. So as we progress through this uh this film, we discover that um Daniel Radcliffe, the corpse, can speak. And <laughs> what? The castaway starts like talking to him and just about like all his problems and stuff. And uh, the the corpse is a very big advocate for masturbation, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> okay. Then. Did, did it lock itself? Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. I don't want to give it all away. Um, I've already said a, a great deal on this film. Yeah. Um, it's enjoyable to watch, though, with how bizarre it is. It has Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it, which is just great. She, I'll watch. She's very attractive. I'll, I'll watch a lot of movies. <laughs> I, I can't place a face. She was probably, like, one of my earliest crushes as a kid. Like, I'd see her in movies and be like, wow, she's really pretty. Um, she was in Scott Pilgrim as Ramona Flowers. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, Sky High. Yeah. Oh, man. You don't need to mention Sky High. Sky High is a good movie. Do you not like Sky High? I've never really seen Sky High. Hey, then why are you throwing shade at Sky High? Sky High is good. <laughs> because it's Sky High. What? Okay. What does that mean? That, anything that is superhero related uh-huh. in any way, shape, or form Okay. that doesn't take it seriously or very, very not seriously is something I don't like. Mediocre stances on superheroes drive me crazy. No, but it it's just like stupid fun where it's like, oh, that's dumb. I think maybe. And it's I, enjoyable. I think I was probably just the wrong age um, when I discovered its existence. <laughs> we had that movie on DVD as a child, and I watched it all the time. With Shark Boy and Lava Girl? We did have Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Never seen that one either. That movie is stupid. I don't defend that movie. Okay. They're in very different categories because Shark Boy and Lava Girl is just objectively awful. Um, like Sky High. Spy Kids? We had that on VHS because I was older. Except Spy Kids 3D. We had, we had all the Spy Kids. I never saw a single Spy Kids. Spy Kid? Um, yeah. But, never, I never saw Wait, a hang on. Have you, you still haven't seen any Spy Kids movies? No. Huh. When I was a kid, I started to watch one at a friend's house, and then their dad came in and was like, what did we say about watching movies when John was here? Because my parents were very, very picky. So they basically <laughs> were just... My parents were so very sheltering when it came to movies that they just had like this thing where they were like, just don't watch any movies while the, while the Bauer kids are here because we don't want to get in trouble. You can watch VeggieTales. That's it, kind of it was funny. really awkward. What did we say about watching movies around them? Like, oh. <laughs> that was that was uh, Mr. you know Jackson. how they get. <laughs> it was Mr. Jackson. Yeah. 
That's really funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happened to me at multiple houses. Are you allowed to watch movies now? Do your parents know that you've seen movies? <laughs> I mean, my parents have always let me watch movies. It was just like they were so picky about what movies that other parents were like, we don't, we don't take responsibility, just don't watch movies with their kids. Oh. Yeah. That must have been that must have been annoying. Yeah, because I love movies. Well, would you like go home and be like, I watched this movie? Yes. Oh, well, you should. You're stupid. You should have just like stopped telling your parents which movies you watched when you were out. Yeah, I don't. I was <laughs> a very goody two shoe kid, so that's not even like bad. That's just you're not lying to your parents. You're just like. Not telling them every movie that well, you they watched. had a rule that we you had, had to tell to, them what you had to ask before we watched any movies. Oh, I see. At like friends' houses, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't want any of the 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 witchcraft getting in their lives. What? It, it doesn't Mo- make sense. Oh, movie making magic. Yeah. No Disney movies. <laughs> Actually, I didn't see a Disney princess movie until I was like fifteen. Were they like opposed to them? Yeah. Wait, magic. Literally magic. Do they all have magic in them? Almost. Did you see The Jungle Book? That's not a princess movie. Jungle Book, Dumbo. Dumbo has magic. No, it was in his imagination. The feather gave him confidence to do what he already could. Oh. (laughs) That's a weird technicality. (laughs) Also, wait, so are they more okay with you watching movies that are like kind of overtly racist at points than like Dumbo. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that was really part of their thought process on it. Racism. Yeah. Huh? Well, okay. I say that, but for one of my birthdays as a young kid, my dad gave me a copy of song of the South the one movie that Disney's like, that was too far. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that one either. It has really good music in it. The music's really catchy. Like, uh, Zippity Doodah. Um, oh, it's a good song. Yeah, Laughing Place. It's got good songs in it. But Disney was like, yeah, we can't keep circulating this. This is, we need to have a good reputation. <laughs> so actually, I actually have two Two other topics um, that okay. I can bring yeah. up. We've um, talked about movies for quite a while. Yeah. Now. I did have my top thing was we should talk about movies because we always don't talk about movies. We talk about TV a lot. Well, I mean, it's not that different, but. But, like, you know, <laughs> I don't usually end up watching a lot of movies because I spend a lot of time watching TV shows. Yeah. But this, between last recording and this recording, I have a little list of movies okay. that I watched. I made it a point to watch some classics that I'd been putting off. I, I watched one classic. What did you watch? Um, well, I wouldn't say it's a classic, but it won Best Picture back in like the 60s. Um, it's Annie Hall. Okay. I, I have not seen it. It's a Woody Allen movie with okay. Diane Keaton. Did you it, like it? Um, it was kind of weird. Um, I'll let you get to your movies. We can come back to that if we have time. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. No, I watched um, – First of all, I watched Inglorious Bastards because 
Mm-hmm. I figured I needed to watch at least one Quentin Tarantino movie. And that's the one you chose, even after me going on and on about how you needed to see Pulp Fiction. Yes, because <laughs> Inglorious Bastards is the only Quentin Tarantino movie that I have seen clips from and been like, I need to see that movie. Oh, okay. Also, I did not like that movie. <laughs> oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. I, I haven't seen it. Um, it's fine. I had the same feeling after watching it as I did after watching Watchmen. Ooh, that's not a good feeling. Which um, was I mean, just kind of like that went on for a very long time and didn't really go anywhere. I've seen clips of Watchmen. I've not seen Watchmen because I've seen clips of Watchmen. <laughs> I, I watched it. We didn't talk about it on the podcast, but I watched it the week of the Oscars. Yeah. And we talked about it when we watched the Oscars together. I just... I watched it because everybody, it's kind of like one of those classic movies that people either love or hate. Mm. And I did not love or hate it. And that's the worst place for a movie for me. As I was just kind of like, this is kind of garbage. <laughs> I've, from what I've seen in the clips, it's that overindulgent side of Zack Snyder where he just does all the things he wants that he got away with in the early 2000s because that was popular then. Yeah. But everyone hates now. They're like, wait a second, this is bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's just a lot of like exposition that's passed off as being like artsy where like Rorschach will just be like talking over a clip of rain in a street and you're like, okay, why is this here? Like just... Add some content to this movie. Do you like uh, Watchmen comics? No, I've never read them. They're all right. I feel like they're overhyped. People are like, um, what's his name? The guy who made them uh, something. Oh, I don't remember. The guy who did like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and all that too. Oh, um, I don't know. I can't remember. But like that, like famous comic book author from back then, they're like, oh, he's a visionary. And everyone's like, like the hipsters that are like comic book critics are like, oh, it's beautiful. It's art. And like, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. That's how Inglorious Bastards left me. I was like, this movie really doesn't have a lot of content. Uh huh. And I mean, it it does. But at the same time, I was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was like, well, now that I've seen a Quentin Tarantino movie, I should watch a uh, Kubrick movie. Oh yeah. So I watched A Clockwork Orange. I watched um, the Space Odyssey movies recently. Okay. Yeah. No, I watched A Clockwork Orange. Uh, because there's one clip that is used in pretty much any every video essay ever. Okay that I've seen and that people don't usually credit it because they're like, of course you know where this is from. But I always see it and go, I need to see that movie. And mm-hmm. I finally figured out, was it from A Clockwork Orange? So I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. it. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Do you know anything about A Clockwork Orange? Uh, not really other than who it's directed by and it has a very familiar name. I'm like, I've definitely heard that name. You can't forget that. It's a weird name. It's about a kid in high school Uh who goes out every night and beats people up. 
and uh, rapes people. Oh. And robs people. Oh. And he calls it a taste of the ultraviolet. And he talks like someone from like really, really old English literature, kind of. I don't know. It's weird. That That is really weird. That didn't go where I was thinking. No. Because you started off with like the normal stuff where it's like, kid, high school. I'm like, okay, cool. Goes out every night. He like goes out every night. Yeah. So do I. And then it's like. And it beats people up. I'm like, okay, well, it's like a vigilante movie. He's like a superhero. There's tons of superhero movies. And they're like, and he rapes people. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, no. The, the, not to go into too much detail. And, I mean, I'm not. Do you care if I tell, talk about it? Like, No, I don't do know you if I'll it? watch it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Because it, it is a classic for, like, film student people that did, are, like, did, snobby about that kind of thing but like did you like it on some level or were you just like i couldn't stop watching it because i was like i have to know where this goes now that i've now that i've put this imagery in my head i need to know where it ends that's fair (laughs) (laughs) um so basically he has like a gang of friends do they all do this yeah they do it together in white uh jumpsuits with like crotch covers i don't know it's weird what (laughs) (laughs) they look real weird he wears like makeup too like on one eye it's really weird um okay and then like they accident he someone like tries to overthrow him and become like the leader and like tells him about this one place that they can go beat up this lady and but he gets mad that they're like trying to take over so he tries to put them back in their place and like cuts one of the guy's wrists and pushes them into the water. And then they're all like, okay, you're the leader. We get it. So they go to this house that the guys were talking about and he accidentally kills the lady. And the guys are like, we hate you lock him in the house and call the police. Hang on. Hold up. Is that like too far for them? Or are they like, yeah, I know we go but out they, every night. They never kill anyone. That's they don't kill people. This is his first murder. What? Why yeah. is that where they draw the line? I don't know. And it's not clear. It's not made clear until this happens. That uh, that's the case because they, they like beat up this dude in the street and the assumption is that he's, they kill him. But uh-huh. then later you find out he's still alive. And also they act like, whoa, he killed someone like that's crazy. Weird. Yeah. And so like she ended up calling the police beforehand and he didn't know that. But then his friends hear the sirens and they're like, haha, we're going to lock you in this house and leave. And so he goes to jail and then he signs up for like a program that's like, we'll release you early if you come take this like psychological reprogramming that makes violence like sickening to you. So they give him like a drug that makes him feel sick and then they make him watch violent films mm. for like several weeks with his eyes like pried open so he can't oh, close them. Oh, that clip. Yeah. That's the clip. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I know exactly what you mean. So now. then he gets released and <laughs> he can't do any violence. He can't see violence. He can't think of anything sexual and he can't hear Beethoven's Ninth Symphony because they had it playing in the background. And 
So basically, a bunch of stuff happens. I don't. Basically, he tries to like sue the government for taking away his free will. But then the government's like, help us sue this other group of people that's trying to sue us. It's really complex and convoluted. And I was like, why is this a classic? Does it have a message at the end? Like a the, the Meg's mes- taking land moment? <laughs> no, it doesn't. But the whole point of it is kind of like um, trying to violence is like a part of human nature. And if you take it away, you're taking away free will. Wait, so it's so like it's like a paradox. Like if you try and cure people of evil, you take away their free will, which is evil in itself to do. That's a shitty message. It really is. It's based off of a book from like the 30s, I think. That's I like know. if you're a good person, you're less human. It's just <laughs> stupid. I was like, why is this famous? I don't understand. While, while we were talking about this, my mind was wandering. I was paying attention. Yeah. But I realized that I have seen a classic movie recently. I just recently watched Goodwill Hunting. I have not seen that. It's so good. Like, I've never gotten the hype around Robin Williams. Like, obviously, like I like him and things. Like, Jumanji's good. Um, he's good in Aladdin and all that stuff, right? Yeah. But, like, that's, like, his big, like, movie where I'm like, oh, wow, this is why people love him. And right, yeah. it was nice, like, seeing, like, uh, the first movie that Casey, Casey Affleck was, like, big in because I like him so much now. I freaking love Casey Affleck. And this was back when, like, Ben Affleck was making good movies. Um, oh, well, okay, that's – I feel, like, a little bit too harsh <laughs> on him. But, like <laughs> – and I like Matt Damon a lot. So it's a good movie. Like, I didn't realize what it was about until I started watching it. I got like really into it, and it's really well written. I th- yeah, I think it's the synopsis that has turned me off from it every time. I see the synopsis, and I'm like, that sounds really freaking boring. It's not like the whole movie. I was like, yes, I- I'm I'm here for this. <clears throat> and there's one moment that like brought me to tears. That like Coco does that to me, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have to go watch it because it's. It's been on my list for a long time now. Yeah, I, I decided after watching A Clockwork Orange that I needed to give uh, Tarantino a second try. Okay. So I watched Reservoir Dogs. Okay. <laughs> haven't seen that one. You watched the ones that I haven't seen. Which is his, his first movie. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the other Tarantino movie that I have always kind of wanted to see. Okay. Frickin' loved it. Oh, good. It's a great movie. Steve Buscemi is my favorite character in it. All right. He's great. That movie is interesting to me for a number of reasons. There are really only three locations. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So was it like, uh. Was it written as a play and then adapted? Because I feel like a lot of movies that are like very centralized, they were initially plays. You know, I don't know. I know that Tarantino has a uh, a thing where he likes to make longer scenes uh-huh. and less scenes. Yeah. Inglorious Bastards is that way. It has about five scenes that are each 20 minutes-ish. The same with uh, Pulp Fiction. So 
I, I don't know if it was adapted from a play or if that's just how he writes, mm-hmm. but also he's in the movie. It's his oh. first movie and he's in it, which I didn't know until I saw his face and I was like, hold on a second. Is he a good actor? That's Tarantino. Um, he's fine. Okay. That's always weird. He doesn't have a lot of lines. He just kind of is there. There are some directors who do that, but then like they're just, they don't say anything. Like Hitchcock, for instance, he's always just like some dude in the background. Yeah. No, he talks in it, and he's in it. At the beginning, he has a monologue, but then he doesn't really say much for the rest. Huh. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, also, Quentin Tarantino is one of the first people to use um, the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of the first people to use it and it was an inside joke for him. So I don't I don't get mad at him for using it, but he uh-huh. does use it and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. <clears throat> it just does not work at all. It's worse than meme Wilhelm screams. I I can't stand it. <laughs> you are you still excited to see uh once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, even more. Now that I've seen movies and I know what his style is, like the trailers are exciting to me because I can see how it's going to come out. Oh man, like of all the movies this year, that one I'm I'm just ready for. I don't know when the Green Knight is coming out. If it comes out this year, I'm a little bit more excited for the Green Knight. But <clears throat> we are at an hour. Um, we can keep talking if you want because we've never said that these are going to be like an hour every time. Yeah, we can do a little longer this time. I did have some other things to talk about. I watched some other movies, but they're not as important. Whiplash. I feel like I've kind of hoarded the um, <clears throat> the topics for this particular one. Oh, it's okay, because I've done that in the past episodes. Um, but no, yeah, I did. I watched Whiplash, which was really good. It's one of my favorite movies now. Okay. It's about a jazz drummer. Yeah, and, uh, it's on my list. Um, that's that's something I think is, is going to end up being like a classic in the future. Right. Well, Damien Chazelle is just really good. Yeah. Like, um, obviously La La Land. I've never seen it because... Did you see First Man? Nope. No. No. Okay, well, Damien Chazelle, <laughs> as a director, has a, a really good record. Um, hang on. There is something that I'd meant to do. Um... And I'll see if I can work it out just now. But you can keep talking for a while. Just talk at me. Okay. I will talk at you. Well, I mean, the next two topics were things I was going to discuss with you. So Okay, go ahead. Talk go ahead. You. I can I can. The, the first one was, um, oh, well, first I'll just mention, I saw the movie Greta, which I may have mentioned before, um, but it was a, a, supposed to be a horror movie. I say supposed to be because it was just fucking dumb. Um, I was very disappointed. Uh, and I saw Apollo 11, which I would consider uh, dumb nostalgia porn. Is where that? It's just like, it's like f- revamped footage from the moon landing, also reenacted footage from the moon landing. Uh huh. And they don't tell you which footage is which, but I swear to you that 90% of it is reenacted. And the scenes that aren't reenacted, you can tell because they are so low quality. And it's so boring, I fell asleep. Okay. At first, I thought you were talking about Apollo 13. I got no. confused for a second. That's 
Yeah. Apollo 13 is a different story. That's a good movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it in forever. I was listening to a podcast recently, though, uh, Behind the Bastards. Okay. And they were talking about, well, basically, they'd read a book uh, on Flat Earth um, <laughs> because yeah. they had it in their uh, like waiting room at their studio. So they were like, oh, let's just read from this for this episode of Behind the Bastards. Have, have I talked about it on you podcast? mentioned it, yeah. So basically, they just do deep dives on these like characters from the past or present. There are a few on like uh, modern people, um, and just like go into like all the their history and why they're so bad and like their childhood, their upbringing, all that stuff. But for this particular episode, they were like, you know what? We're gonna lay off a little bit and just read excerpts from this book on flat earth. Um, so at a certain point, <laughs> they <laughs> flipped to a page in it, and it was a whole paragraph about arrested development. <laughs> <laughs> what does that have to do with flat earth? Okay, it was really convoluted, this entire book. It was very funny. I would highly recommend this episode <laughs> because it was... Like, a lot of the stuff in it was, like, anti-Semitic. Like, they were like, flat earth is a lie. And you know who's pushing it? The Jews. <laughs> I mean, no, round earth is a lie. Right, yeah. And the Jews no, want you to think that. <laughs> because that's how their culture survives or something. <laughs> <laughs> so then part of their conspiracy was that <laughs> to, <laughs> to deflect the truth about the earth being flat Ron Howard had made a movie about landing on the moon, Apollo 13, right? But then in one particular episode of Arrested Development, Ron Howard, who plays the narrator in that show, he starts talking about um, people who think that the Earth is flat, and he like brings up his movie. So then basically the person who wrote this book is trying to say that that's a way of like playing it off as a joke, but it's actually true. They're like, uh, he talk, like, he jokes he about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's trying to say it, but he well, can't. You, you know, because part the of Jews. the flat earth conspiracy is that Quentin Tarantino directed. No, Stanley Kubrick. Was it Stanley Kubrick? Yeah, because he did. Because I, I listened to something and I thought it was Stanley Kubrick before, but I listened to something recently where they said it was Tarantino. No, it was Kubrick because he did... Um, uh, 2001 and they have the moon scenes on that that look pretty real see that's why I heard that when someone said Tarantino and I was like he wasn't old enough yeah that Kubrick Kubrick's definitely old enough he has the style for it someone said that yeah, like on a podcast and I was like that doesn't feel right but that makes way more <laughs> sense yeah yeah um, <laughs> but no it's such a great podcast much better than ours sorry but it is um, go I, listen to that instead. Almost <laughs> everything is better than ours. Not I wouldn't say that. Almost. Something I've been doing recently is I found this one channel on YouTube called Reacts by Ash. Yeah. Are you familiar with this yes. channel? Oh, you are? Yes. Yes. It's so stupid. I hate it. I can't stand it. And it's so funny to me, though. Like, because all of you who are listening to this know that I am like the most like hipstery music nerd there is. Yeah. And this girl is stupid. 
she's so thick. Not like in a like, not like curvy, not that kind of thing. <laughs> and she, what she'll do is she'll sit in her bedroom and listen to music, often good music. Like I don't have any problem with the music she's listening to. She listens to like Lord and Dodie and Cash's most recent album, 1975, all good stuff, right? But she doesn't understand anything about music, and the entire point of her channel is to like react and review it. Oh, like it frustrates me, but it makes me really happy because I can look down on her and be like, oh, stupid. And that, and I think everyone likes doing that, at least a little <laughs> bit. Like, look at me, I'm so much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it makes me feel like a bad person how much I enjoy it, but it doesn't detract. <laughs> yeah. So, She'll do this thing where, at, at least in five of her videos, and I've watched them for hours now, like I've spent way too much time doing this, <laughs> where she'll pause it, and then like because some song has like a hook that um, is a little bit generic maybe, where it's like, oh, some other songs do similar things. Every time that that happens in a song, she'll pause it and she'll say, oh, is this sampling something? Oh, this is gonna drive me crazy. Exactly like that. Because, like, she can't think of what it might be sampling. And she goes, oh, this is going to drive me crazy. Without fail. Every time she stops it. She has, like, it's like a tick. It's weird that that's, she does the exact same thing. That's that's really annoying but funny. <laughs> really funny. Like, you know how, they, like, they'll have those supercuts of someone saying something because they yeah, do it so yeah. much? You could do that with this. Um, <laughs> and she'll try and do like deep dives into lyrics like if she decides that something is displays like lyrical prowess right she'll be like oh I need to like look at the genius for that and like read read it and like see what they're trying to say this particularly bugged me on uh, the uh, most recent 1975 album which she listened to and reviewed also, half of the content is just her sitting there listening to music, like, just being like, oh, I really like this, and, like, nodding her head and stuff. It's just like her sitting there. It's like, <laughs> did okay. They, did they not even play the music? No, they play the music. Okay. I'm not sure they, if they didn't play it so that they can't get copy striked or something. No, they chop it up so that it doesn't count as uh, copyright infringement. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't matter anymore. Oh, it doesn't. The YouTube copyright system doesn't. Maybe work she's not making money anymore because they get manual claims by. Uh, if it gets claimed by someone, basically, if you refute the claim, it just goes back to the person who gave the claim in the first place. Oh, to review. Well, maybe and she doesn't so make money. Just be like, yeah, no, that's right. So. <laughs> oh, and then also, there's something that I've noticed where it'll be like there'll be a line in a song that's like about how they're, they don't feel like doing things or people expect too much of them or, or like all these things that are like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see that. I feel like that some way, sometimes too. Yeah. And then those lyrics are the ones that she always pauses it and go, I hardcore relate to that because like I'm a millennial and I still live with my parents and people like give me crap for it. I'm like, you realize that you're like such a stereotype. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I need like time to start my life and stuff. It's like, oh, you, you are the worst of this. You generation. are a caricature. 
I enjoy these videos. Like, they're far awful. Far too much, yeah. You enjoy these far too much, I can tell you that. So, <laughs> she'll, so yeah, like, she'll try and, like, break down a lyric, and then the meaning of that lyric, you can just see it go over her head. You, like, watch it go right over. And it's, like, and she'll, like, say something, and it's, like, yeah, that might be, like, a surface-level meaning that, like, they might have meant. Like, but that's not at all what they're, like, <laughs> the deep message of this song is, and you act like it is. You act like you've uncovered something. That's just what the words say. You just read that lyric and understood it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't watched a lot of her videos. I just kind of know that she exists from like being on the internet. But like, I, I guess I'll go watch a few just to They're see. not entertaining. I don't know if you'll find. I don't know if you'll I probably like them. won't find them entertaining, but I just want to know what is making you so extremely both happy and pissed off. <laughs> it's great. I'm. <laughs> I wanted to keep making music. I mean, not music videos. I'm subscribed to her. I, I I like her videos. I give them a thumbs up. Like I'm probably one of her biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> and I <laughs> and I can't stand it. <laughs> Well, since we're on the subject of music, the, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was um, you sent sent me uh, the album for Kevin Abstract. Yeah, yeah. I listened to it today, uh -huh. and it's really good. I really liked it. Yeah. It's really funny to me because just a couple of weeks ago, I was in my car listening to the radio, mm -hmm. and I was like, why are there no gay rappers? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there are zero gay rappers. Like, not that there necessarily need to be any but it's just kind of weird to me that this genre that has taken off in the past you know 10 years to become so huge has almost no gay representation of any sort that's just like even just because of popularity like they're not good uh -huh. and then i was listening and like the first the first song on his <laughs> thing he's like my my old friends back home say I'm just queer bait and I was like hold on <laughs> hold up <laughs> is this a wild gay rapper <laughs> so I looked it up and I was like oh yeah yeah it is and then I was like listening and like three more songs say stuff that I was like I didn't even have to look that up <laughs> my favorite okay what's your favorite of his songs on Ghetto okay. Baby so I only listened to the album once through. Okay. And I didn't really pay attention to what songs were what. Okay. So I have no idea what songs sound like what. I, so I just kind of listened and didn't pay attention. I really, really like uh, Corpus Christi. Um, it's the one where it's talking about um, if you're in a relationship and you still feel, feel lonely, you, you got to like leave, basically. Right. <clears throat> I, yeah. I do remember specifically really liking the first and the last song on the album. Oh, Mississippi's really good. That's the last one. Um, I like it all. I, so the reason I'd started listening to it was because Jack Antonoff um, of Fun and Bleachers, who produced for Lord on Melodrama. Oh, who, Georgia. Georgia's my favorite. Oh, Georgia? Georgia's yeah. good. Um, but like Jack Antonoff, he's great. Yeah. He He's producing this album, which is being released in three parts. He had initially released um, the first three tracks as Arizona Baby, and then he released the second three tracks with the first three tracks as Ghetto Baby, 
And then there are five more that are going to come out tomorrow. Um, and that'll be the last part of the album. And it'll be Arizona Baby, the album. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm very excited for tomorrow. Uh, I'm very happy about it, though. Because, like, I don't get it, like really excited about music as much like like obviously I, I listen to music a ton and there are lots of artists that i that i love right but like this isn't a genre that i listen to very much so then it's something entirely new for me you know to like yeah just just like get into and like listen to a lot you know like i, I listened to this album four times in one day i was like <laughs> it's really short but, like, I don't think it's, like, actually short. I just mean, like, it feels quick. Yeah. You get to the end of it, and you're like, oh, that, wait, that was it? Mm-hmm. Which is which is nice, because a lot of rap albums that I've listened to feel like they drag on forever. Specifically, um, like, uh, Travis Scott's albums, and Jacques Wissay, and... Um, Jacques Wissay? <laughs> I haven't heard of him. That's how his name. Who's- it's, it's spelled... Jacques with two E's and a Z, but his name is Jacques, but he says it's Jacques. I've never heard of this person. Um, he's, uh, <laughs> he's does his radio single is B E D. Nope. <laughs> like I said, I don't listen to rap very much. Like all of the rap artists I listen to, he's more, I've recommended to you. He's more like R and B. Yeah. He's more R and B, but he, he's just kind of rap at mm-hmm. this point. But yeah. I like R&B. I've been getting into it more recently. Like with, um, have you heard Nikki? She's like a uh, Filipino, I think. Uh, Possibly. I listen R&B. to like a radio station on YouTube music. Mm. So I don't really pay attention to who. I just kind of listen. What else was it? Oh, so on the subject of music and music review channels on YouTube, uh, although... I don't think you can adequately <laughs> that you can actually call Reacts by Ash or a View channel <laughs> because she does very little. Oh, that's another point I meant to make. So something she does is she never actually dislikes songs. Well, you can tell when she dislikes a song, but she won't ever say so because she has no backbone. <laughs> <laughs> so she just kind of she goes, "Oh, that wasn't for me," and then she'll just move on. Wow. Like, she doesn't like delve. So <laughs> part of her thing is you can tell that she doesn't want to offend any fans because she's desperate for viewers. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll listen to these artists that have like a, a really passionate following. And then if she doesn't like one of their songs, she won't say so because she doesn't want to alienate anyone. So she'll just be like, oh, man, I can see what they were going for there. But like it wasn't my favorite song on the album. <laughs> She'll never take like a hard stance on it unless it's positive. <laughs> She'll be like, this is the best song. Or like, oh, that song was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like she'll listen to the 1975 or Dodie. And these they have like these really intense, like passionate fans. And she's just trying to like yeah. leech <laughs> off. <laughs> she's, she just wants their views. Um what were you, you were saying something about oh, yes. YouTube reviews of music. So I've been watching a lot of those recently. Um, I started watching Reacts by Ash because I was watching like people who actually have self-respect first. Yeah. Um, 
And there was one that like, it, it made me more upset than it should have because there was this person who he was just going to, so I'm a really big fan of the band uh, Typhoon. They're a band okay. from, um, from Portland, Oregon. And they're, they're very much like pretentious hipster music, but it's good music. Like you can't deny that. It's like well arranged and written and creative song structure. They've got like a string section and a brass section in their band. They're, they've got good songwriting. But then <laughs> this guy, he is the embodiment of what I am somewhat, which is a pretentious music hipster. Right. And he just goes to town on them. Like, he's like, oh, this band is so pretentious. And I'm like, that's what you are. You realize <laughs> that. You have no self-awareness whatsoever. <laughs> that's really annoying when, when people are like that and just have no clue that that's what they are. I'm like, this music should cater to you. This should be like your shit because like it's, it's somewhat pretentious and you are that to like the highest degree. <laughs> he's like going into like, he's like, I don't think there's anything that really can be said about their creativeness and song structure because really other artists have been doing this for a much longer time. And I'm like, what? <laughs> And he's like, and then he'll like riff on them for being pretentious after he says that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like being pretentious is okay. Like you just need to be like chill. <laughs> like don't like force your opinions on other people. That's where it becomes a problem. Where like, oh, you're stupid for liking that. If it's something's pretentious, you can like it. You just can't like go after other people for not liking pretentious stuff. That's where it becomes stupid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This just became me ranting about... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. We are at an hour 20 now, okay. um, and we should probably stop. I had one more thing I wanted to talk about, but I really have to pee, and we only have this room for 15 more minutes. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I And the door locks, away. so if I want to go pee, you have to stay here so that you can let me back in. Okay. So um, we're probably going to stop. Uh, follow us on the things that we have, which is uh, podcast apps. And uh, check out the YouTube channel if you want to, although there's only one video up there because it takes forever to load. So Subscribe um, to Reacts by Ash. Um, <laughs> she'd love that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is a terrible place to live, and we're going to leave now. <laughs>